This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Yeah, so after a long absence, about six weeks or so, Podcast for Columbus is back um, because all the news happens on Monday, and this is our end-of-season podcast. Conversation 34 on this October 21st, 2019, recording live from the Crew Cave down here in southwest Columbus. I'm with me as always. I'm with, of course, I'm with me (laughs) at Tonic33. Um, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. How have you been the last few weeks other than today? Last few weeks have been decent. Today is a different story. And why? Why is that? Well, the uh, greatest player to ever put on a yellow shirt in the city of Columbus has not been extended his contract for next year. So we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, there were lots and lots of games that happened in between the Cincinnati game and this game. It has been a, quite a while. <laughs> yeah, we played the Fire, we played Atlanta, we played Vancouver, Philadelphia, Toronto. But, you know, none of those games even mattered. None of those matter, but uh, just for the sake of having bumps, let's just go into the kickoff and talk about some games, which is going to be a five-minute segment or less. Kickoff. Yeah, so the only thing I wanted to talk about was the Atlanta game because that was pretty fun. Um, I foolishly predicted a big-time loss for the Columbus crew. Imagine hitting the crew. It was pretty sad. Um, But even at the game, like in the first half, thinking, well, you know, here it is. Atlanta scored a goal. We're going to get like four or five more scored on us at at the end of this game. But that is not actually what happened. Luis Diaz, he was like, no. Yes. I can't let that happen. It was. And so um, being, I was actually at the game. I don't know if I met, said that on the podcast yet, but um, a friend of mine got married last weekend. And so we went down there for that game. One thing I will say that was very odd is that there were police with like machine gun type weapons around the stadium. And that was a little bit disconcerting. Yeah. That's <laughs> to go to a sporting event. Excessive, I, don't, I, would think. I don't know if I've ever seen outside of like Homeland Security, like at the airport. I don't know if I've ever seen, um, that but anywho so that's that and then the stadium was weird because you walked in you got a blast of air conditioning i'm like um i don't think soccer is supposed to be played in the air conditioned <laughs> right. facility did they have the top roof like was it closed the little anus thing yes that was cl- it indeed was closed oh so they had air conditioning on they had that thing closed i will say their screens were pretty cool because around the little i don't know what you call it circle thing the yeah i know i know what you're talking about yeah the big circle they screen. had actually like a um led screen that went all the way around so actually, look that part looked pretty neat. You could actually see what's going on. And I will say about the Atlanta fans, they did seem to have, they did seem to have knowledge about the game, because like it wasn't just the supporters that reacted when there was a corner or a throw in they didn't agree with or whatever. Like everybody reacted and knew what was going on. Um, so even in my section at you know Mafre Stadium, where did they have you? Like where was the away section in in the stadium? Like were you we were, far away from the field? Or I'm trying to remember. I think we were. I'm trying to remember if we we faced them. No, we were in the corner a little bit. Or were we directly behind the goal? No, we were in the corner a little bit. Um, and so North corner? On the opposite side of where the fun, fun uh, Atlanta fans were. And they didn't really give us any security to glare us down. They had two people sit. They had like five rows be- behind us to keep a buffer. I mean, there's probably, what, maybe 20, 30 people there. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that they, they just sat there. They looked so <laughs> bored. That's gen- I feel like that's generally how stadium security is. <laughs> well, that's how soccer is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be being out there and bashing each other with, with sandwich boards and stuff like that. That's like, it's so weird. MLS aspires to be that, to be that, oh, here's the thugs in the street. But that's what the rest of the world hates and doesn't want associated with the sport. So it's kind of fascinating. To MLS me. gets a lot of things wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, so that game was fun. Um, and then, of course, I, man, it's so long ago. I wish I could remember who actually scored. Oh, you know who scored? Tell me. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember there was an incredible goal. There was. To tie it up. And then there was another goal to get the lead, which I, to be honest, I was very surprised by. That was one of my favorite goals. I I loved it. 
And I think my favorite moment of the entire game, though, was when everybody in the stadium thought that Atlanta had equalized. Oh, my gosh. That was so freaking hilarious. And I looked to the guy next to me and I said, that didn't look like that went in. But then I said, it must have because you know, the train whistle went off, the smoke went off, everybody was cheering. And I, then all of a sudden, it took about 30, 40 seconds. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. it dawned on people that, oh, it didn't go in. Like I was, was here, incredible. I was here watching at home, obviously, on my TV. And like even the broadcasters and like everybody like doing video coverage, they all thought it was a goal. Well, I'll, I won't say the broadcaster, um, like the commentators, they yeah. they knew right away that it wasn't a goal because they're not stupid. But right. <laughs> like all the people controlling video, like they didn't take the camera off the fans one time. It was like all the people in whatever their supporters section is called. Like oh yeah, the whole fan thing. Yeah, oh, like freaking right. out with the smoke and the nail, whatever they do with the with the <laughs> spike. But it was hilarious. Yeah, and so um. Then I felt vindicated. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't a goal. Cause, but I had, like, I honestly, even though I thought I saw it go wide, I still was like, well, nobody's going to celebrate if it's not a goal. Right. So I was like, okay, I was wrong. But then I was not, and it was a glorious moment. Because then shortly thereafter, Atlanta scored a goal, but they scored one in our net. And that was a beautiful own goal, too. I mean, that was, was, like, incredible. Like, yeah, it was very beautiful. From Atlanta's, I think. He was named Defender of the Year, Miles Robinson. <laughs> so, thank you very much. I think Miles. he's actually named Man of the Match that game too, or had a high, or had a high Audi index or something. something Which is really so dumb like because that. he got roasted from Luis Diaz, and then he had an own goal. So, like, how, what what does that even mean for Audi, whatever it's called? Yeah, but sad to say though, they're still in the playoffs. Womp womp. Oh, I do have to comment on the food. I had um, a popcorn and pop for four dollars and soft serve soda, so that you can go get refills. That was four dollars. And then a hot dog for two dollars and a pretzel with one fifty for a buck fifty. But I do have to complain that they didn't have any cheese containers for my for my pretzel. That's pretty sad. Yeah, I, I was like, come on, we can do better than this, Arthur Blank. Come on, you know, fifty cents extra, give me some cheese. <laughs> maybe that was only for away supporters. Yeah, maybe it was like no queso for the crew fans or something <laughs> like that. But oh, and burgers. I didn't get a burger, but they're only seven bucks. But they had like a um, I don't know, call it a buffet, but they had several of them along the the concourse of with like lettuce, onion, tomato, like fresh veggies and mayonnaise, lettuce. I said, mayonnaise, I already said lettuce, but mayonnaise, ketchup, Dang. mustard, all that stuff. I was pretty stoked about that. Crew needs to step it up at that new place. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's another tease. We'll get there. Let's see. Oh, Philadelphia game. That would be a, that's a game worth talking about because uh, I. Oh, wait, before we go to Philadelphia, we had the Vancouver game. Nothing really yeah, nothing to, to talk uh, about there. Nothing to talk about there, except for the fact that we blew points, and that could ultimately be one of the uh, games that knocked us out of playoffs. So. Yes, one of them where we blew points. <laughs> yeah, one of the several in the past several or past couple months. Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't even put I didn't even put Vancouver on my list. That's how much I didn't care about that game. Well, Vancouver. I'll just do a brief uh, ten second recap. Jesse Zardes with a penalty goal in the 18th minute took it all the way to the 90th and then very very last second they added three minutes to the clock and in the 93rd minute Vancouver equalizes and we come home with one point when it should have been three points. Would you say that there's a defensive collapse there at the end of the game? Oh 100%. (laughs) Surprise surprise. Now Philadelphia on the other hand. Yeah Philadelphia that's a different story. I have to confess, it was a Sunday night game, and I left at halftime. <laughs> well, because with, it was because of the weather. Reason. It was yeah. the weather delay, and I'm like, man, I don't know how long this is going to take. Andrew had to go back to Marion, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just leave. We had the whole first half. It was raining the entire time. Halftime happened, and then right before it was about to come back, the uh, the announcer over the PA. Uh, said that there was a weather delay. Yeah. And that lasted about, I, I don't know, maybe 30, 45 minutes. Was that it? Yeah, I, I waited I waited three announcements because it seemed to announce every I mean, five to ten minutes. Maybe it was longer than that. It was probably about, it was probably closer to an hour, actually. Yeah, and I'm used to soccer raining. It's just, that was such a garbage first half. I'm like, it this was. is so boring. Nobody's playing well. And so I was like, fine. And then, of course, my phone alerts me as I'm driving. I'm like, of course I missed it. <laughs> Uh, you did. You I missed did. Uh, Eunice's first goal as a crew. I missed that. Not only did I miss that, but I missed a perfect pass from Pedro Santos oh, yeah. to Mokhtar. I mean, anytime Pedro touches yeah. the ball, it's magical. So Obviously, never doubted he's the best player on the team. Now that's officially true. Um, oh, gosh. 
right to the heart. <laughs> uh, and then, speaking of the man, I love I love bounce off turf goals. Oh yeah, it was great. I've never seen one from like the top of the box. Usually you're like real real close to the goalkeeper on a corner, but I was <laughs> I was like that was beautiful. I enjoyed that a lot too. Yeah, so Eunice got the first one in that game, and then Pedro got the second one. Uh, like you mentioned, it was just like a, a half volley bounced off the ground, or no, was it a volley? No, I think I think it was bouncing around because the corner came in and it bounced off a few people. I don't think it went directly to him, but then I know he just I know he did it into the ground. Boom. But but yeah, anyway, it went through like everybody yeah. in, inside the box and got past the goalkeeper. So beautiful. the only nice. other thing I would say about Philadelphia that made me excited um, again, we'll talk about roster changes later, but I really liked how Willie, like Maloney got like a nasty challenge on him and then Williams comes flying across mm. the field and like stood up for him. Yep. I haven't seen that since the Chani days. Not that I want anybody to get physical or get violent, but it's nice to see that you know I, your, your teammates have your, have your back. Especially, yeah, I, I, especially I this season. It's been boring. Let's yeah. throw some hands. <laughs> I miss the Chani finger wag oh, like, yeah. whenever like anybody like got hacked to the ground. Oh, he was there. And he definitely gave it back later too. So. But anyway, um, that pager goal was the last crew goal of the season, so... Pretty uneventful season over all games. We only scored um, 42 goals, and that's including U.S. Open Cup. So that's not that's not great. Not hot at all. It's not great at all. We definitely need more um, attacking-minded players going into next year, which I believe that's what we're aiming for. But yeah, one can only hope. Um, that last game at Toronto, though, oh, man, what a waste of time that was. Gosh, too. that was terrible. And we didn't even use all our subs up. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Um, but that's all right, uh, because there's 2020 when the Cup is coming home. So uh, that's going to be exciting. We're going to win the travel next year in anticipation of entering into the new stadium. You heard so. it here first. Yes, that's I right. mean, we do have to give Montfrey Stadium its respect and yeah. get all the Absolutely. silverware that we can. It's the first ever and you know, honestly, I still like it. Um, all right, well, we'll talk. Uh, my se- our second segment is usually giving players grades, but we're going to do something a little different. Um, anywho, let's might as well because we can't grade five games. <laughs> yeah, they all get Fs. Let's be honest. Or we're not Fs fours. Let's put it that way. Um, except for Pedro Santos, he gets ten yeah, for every game for sure. Um, but I had actually print, done this thing of. Here's the people that I think we should like either protect in the draft and whatnot. But so real quickly, I will talk about the draft. But then I think the more pressing, exciting news about the players, exciting, not necessarily in a good way, but um, the news on the players that came out today about who got their options exercised, who did not, who got dropped, etc. But on the 19th, there will be an expansion draft, which I don't know why. Which is so dumb. So stupid. <laughs> I should say 19th of, of, uh, of November. The, the thing that bothers me is I kind of get it back in the, um, I don't know, when expansion teams were coming every couple years, you know, when, owner, well, I think when owners did it really. Expansion team right in 97, I think, right? Weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So right away. But, um, but like back then when owners really didn't have like that much money, I would, I, I'm, I'm sure they still had plenty. Um, but, you know, nowadays with Nashville coming in, Beckham's team in Miami coming in, they don't need to take a player from another team. They have the resources to go out and find their own players, and they've had plenty of time. Right, to, and money. Yeah. When you're spending, like today, Sacramento got announced as the 29th MLS team to come in, the, to come in 2023, I think Because it was. that's exactly what California needs is another soccer team. But $200 million. This is like a pyramid scheme at this point. I know. Uh, and they have to, um, And so the thing, I guess... Just talking about the draft and its stupid rules, um, apparently, um, let's see, five teams who do not have to participate due to having teams selected last time were D.C. United, Vancouver, FC Dallas, Houston, and the Red Bulls. Um, I I honestly really want someone to be taken from us Yeah. for the sole reason that I don't want anybody to have to go to Austin next year. Yeah. But um. Oh, fair enough. That's a good point. I didn't even thought about that. That's a good strategy thing too, but like um, the thing that I found fun. Where's the rule? There was a rule where, um, yeah, option decline free agents and out of contract free agents are part of the expansion draft. They're not automatically protected. So I suppose this today the news we'll talk about in a second might be strategic in terms of not 
exercising options because they are still part of a draft. This might be Caleb and Bez's way of saying, hey, we're not protecting these people, Mm -hmm. and then see what happens after. Because the way I understand it, again, I'm a lawyer and all this stuff is fuzzy, but I don't think that just because we didn't exercise their option, I don't know if that means we're not allowed to get them ever again. I don't know how that works, but I feel like if we wanted to resign them, I think we still can. We just I don't know chose not to continue their contracts. I suppose you can always renegotiate a new contract. I think, but even that might not be true. But then, general Generation Adidas players are protected. Um, designated players are not automatically protected. You must use a. You must use. It's so dumb. You must use a a um, protection on them people. Um, and homegrowns. Yeah, and if a player retires, he's not part of the expansion draft, but the club will lose the right of first refusal. Um, international players, if you have four or more, you must protect at least three. <laughs> that seems so archaic, too. Is it like a chess game? <laughs> it is, and it's like I think these rules are just written to, to be crazy. Um, but the thing that annoys me the most is under MLS's voodoo math, the crew are actually the expansion team. So why are we not getting a draft? So the crew actually technically on paper moved to Austin because that way cheapskate broke you know don't say his name baby man that we all know he what was it 67 million I think is what he paid for the team something like something that something in that ballpark so now teams and I think we paid 200 million the Haslam's and mm. Dr. Pete so technically we have the expansion team so why are we not getting to draft players that's because what I'd like to know Don Garber that's yeah. it. And we'll get to him a little bit later, too, when we talk about the stadium. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so, anyway, so we'll do this for fun. Why don't you go ahead and read off? Um, let's do it this way. I, I have actually put together notes on whether I would protect players or not, so it'll be fun to see whether their options got exercised or not. Oh, you want to do it before then? Because I have the list. I was just go going ahead and to, do the list. I was going to read off who whose options were exercised today. Okay. That way we we kind of just have an updated roster, like who's actually with the crew. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so today the options were exercised for Waylon Francis, Hector Jimenez, Jonathan Mensa, Luis Argudo, Pedro Argudo, Santos. Woo. Pedro Santos, legend. Yes. And Will Trapp. So they're all going to suit up in black and yellow next year. Wasn't thank you. Wasn't uh Pedro Santos though isn't wasn't he on the last year of his contract? So yeah. yeah, so um so I didn't realize we had an option. Oh, that's cool. So he will definitely be back. Yeah, next yeah, he, he's, he's going to be back. Um, nice. The the one that kind of surprised me out of that bunch is Will because I thought that he was going to go from all the uh, I don't know con- context clues, but he just had a baby. So congrats, Will. So I guess he just wants to be closer to home. I, he seems like a pretty family oriented guy. Yeah, and I think we've talked about it a few times on this podcast. I don't think that. I think he missed his opportunity to leave. I think, yeah. I think he's done. And now, especially that he's starting a family, I think he's going to be a crew lifer. Starting a family and not to mention he had really poor performances with the national team. So I think his stock has gone way, way, way down. Yeah. And so he'll keep he'll keep the safe run. I do feel bad. I wish four years ago he had gone to Greece or whatever he needed to do yeah. to up his game. But I think I think he's at where he's plateaued. He's at where he's going to be. Yeah, he's... I, I don't know. I, I hope he can get better still. He's, he's not like an old guy, but... Um, we'll we'll see what Caleb can do with him next year, and um, also John Kempen and Josh Williams. They're going to be back next year as well as the rest of that group. Um, player, yeah, Kempen. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, players that had their options declined are Ben Lundgaard, who never saw any minutes with the crew. He's better than Kempen. <laughs> um, Alex Cronali, homegrown. Um, everybody's, Sad. Why does Caleb hate the Canales? <laughs> everybody's fan favorite, David Guzman, uh, Eddie Opoku, and Eduardo Sosa. I'll be honest, the, the Guzman one is a big surprise to me because I'm I thought for not sure. surprised at all. Because he, he, why did he keep playing him every week? No, that's the thing because like a couple of weeks ago, uh, it's been probably a month and a half ago right. now, but um, Caleb was saying that he wanted to kind of figure out who's going to be coming in the next season. So David Guzman, he was playing for his roster spot um, the, the last couple of games, and that's why Will didn't really play any because he had he already didn't. earned his spot oh, for the enough. next year. Yeah, I was In my say, opinion, I don't have any inside sources. That's just what I think. <laughs> what was the game? Oh, the fire game. <laughs> yeah, we... We were up. Did we... What was the score of that game? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even so remember, long. honestly. But... 
But anywho, I think Guzman got subbed on the 88th minute, and then they scored like as soon as he came oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to blame it. I mean, it's not fair to blame it on him, but yeah, I blame it on him. And then uh, just finishing up the list, uh, Harrison Awful is out of contract, but they're still currently negotiating with him. Which I think he I, comes back. Yeah, I think he's one of those things like um, – Kind of working around. What does that mean? He's one of those things. Working around the draft, like one of those kind oh. of t- type of deals. Um, and then Ricardo Clark and Federico Iguain are also out of contract. Neither one of them will be coming back. Yeah, Ricardo Clark's older than me, I think. Yeah, I think he's like 35, 36. Yeah. And then um, Connor Maloney, Jordan Hamilton, and Romario Williams, they're still to be decided. So not sure if they're going to suit up. Um, but at the moment, um, here in October, our lineup is the following goalkeepers. We have Jonathan Kempen and Aloy Room. Defenders, we've got Lalas Abubakar. You said that in the wrong order. I'm going uh, <laughs> alphabetically. Oh, okay. Uh, defenders, we've got Lalas Abubakar, who Bez was saying today that they are planning on keeping him for next year. I'm not sure how much money Colorado is going to offer to maybe change his mind, but it looks like Abubakar is going to be staying. Um, so... We have him, Chris Caden, who's going to be coming over from Oxford um, for 2020, taking Harrison's spot. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're, with the negotiating with Harrison, they're kind of talking him down, you know, like, you're probably not going to be the starting guy anymore, more of a rotational type player. And, you know, I mean, I think he should be fine with that. Yeah, I think so too. That is, uh, I did have on my list, I did have Harrison Offal as somebody worth protecting, though. And then um, Waylon Francis... Hector Jimenez, Bubba Carcada, uh, Jonathan Mensa, Melton Valenzuela, Josh Williams for our defenders. Midfield, we've got Luis Argudo, Artur, Luis Diaz, Eunice Mokhtar, Pedro Santos-Goat, Will Trapp. And up top, we've got J.J. Williams and Jesse Zardes. And like we mentioned, uh, still working out contracts with the other two forwards. Um, so that's where we're at right Oops. now. Lots of gaps to fill here yes. in the offseason. Um, especially if you look at CDM, we've only got Will and Artur. Clark is out. Guzman is out. That's a position where those guys get tired a lot running oh, yeah. constantly back and forth. And especially, there's no room for injuries if you have no depth there. And especially if Caleb's going to try to switch up our position or um, our formation, I should say. I don't know if we're going to be kind of a two CAM players or if we still need two CDMs. I don't know. But that's where we're at the moment. That's true. Um, I, didn't he play a 4 2 3 1 at Portland too? I don't. I don't know for sure. I think he did. So I don't know why. Hmm, I haven't really seen any indication of him trying to change it up. But it would be interesting to see. And I hadn't thought, considered that before. I saw people talking like maybe he was going to be switching to a four-three-three, which is essentially the same thing that we're playing right now, um, just a little more attacking oriented. I would say. Um, but I don't know. Um, That's one thing I did appreciate about Caleb coming on. I think we already are more attacking oriented. We're just not good at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think when, once we finally do get the right pieces that Caleb needs for the team, I I really do think that he can do a good job. Maybe we can bring Ethan Finley back from the Loons. <laughs> Ever since they got that, um, what was his name? It's a three-letter name, Lod or something like that, L-O-D, something like that. Um, yeah, he hasn't I don't started watch the, as much. I did watch the Loons last night, though. They lost. Yeah. Of course, you know why they lost? Because they subbed Finley off. Oh, oh, yeah, they subbed him off, and then L.A. scored two goals shortly thereafter. I'm like, give me a break, man. Yeah, so um, just for kicks and grins, I had – I actually said Abubakar, no, I would not protect him. Um, I think we I think we should cash in on him, if I'm being honest. Lawless, I mean. They want him at Colorado. Like, I don't know why we need to fight for him. I'm still not that much of a big fan for him. Like, Let's get a million bucks. They've, I saw an offer. I don't know if that was people just conjecture. But yeah, I think that was just – Kind if of a million bucks from I'd take him. I'd take the million bucks over him. <laughs> um, David Akam is going to Nashville. Harrison Offal, I did say yes, let's protect him. I definitely said yes, protect Luis Argudo. So happy to hear that my my boy's coming back. Um, Chris Caden, I don't know if we have to use a protect on him because he technically I was. I think he's like technically he's part of the team, but yeah, he, he's technically on loan or something. It doesn't like make that. sense. Um, Ricardo Clark, no, good to see him. Do you think he's going to retire or become a free agent again? Oh, I definitely think he's done. And Alex Cronali, he was a homegrown. We didn't have to protect him, so but it looks like the, that they're moving on, which will bring outrage from the uh, from the from a certain segment of crew fandom. Which I mean, hashtag podcast wars. Which, I'll comment on that just while we're on the subject. <laughs> Cronali was our worst center back. It is not surprising at all that the uh, front office and the coaching staff want to move on from him because 
he was just down the the pecking order. He was not as good as Mensa, Keda, not even as good as Josh Williams, who really isn't a MLS oh, quality starter. With. I don't know, man. Jo- I don't know. I I'm not a fan of Josh Williams. I don't understand. I, I don't know, but like every time Cornali played, and it's not a, a knock on anything other than he just wasn't up to the level. Like I understand that there's a bunch of crew fans that you know, are very friendly with his family. And I appreciate that. I think that's cool that his family are so uh, right. accepting and everything, but personal and emotional stuff aside, even with Iguain, yeah, these moves that we made today were a hundred percent all correct. Yeah. And we're going to get to him in a minute, but yeah, no, I feel the same way. The reason I guess I'm disappointed is because he's a homegrown. So he wouldn't have counted against us in terms of like protection. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's making that much. So I don't mind keeping him on his pecking order. So it's possible that they were setting him free to, to play somewhere else that I don't know, but, um, but I wouldn't mind keeping him as a fourth or fifth, you know, cause I think he's one of those that can improve. Yeah. I still never forget that draft run where he just literally, <laughs> And then all the tweets about how slow he is. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, because uh, he's so tall, because yeah. height equals speed. <laughs> um, so Artur, I said, yes, protect him. Luis Diaz, definitely protect him. Waylon Francis, I actually said no. I, I thought that he didn't play much this season. I thought he was poor the times that he did play. The thing I think about Francis, obviously we're going to have Milton Valenzuela as a starting left back, but I think Hector Jimenez is even ahead of Francis right now, which... I mean, that's kind of weird because Francis is younger than Jimenez and he was more of a starter when he was like in his prime. Yeah, and the but, whole um, Costa Rica squad, Costa Rican squad, man, they were amazing yeah. before the World Cup and then Whalen slowly went down and then when he started this season, he has not been good. I definitely blame Seattle because they ruined yeah. him. Seattle, well, they invented soccer, so. Yeah, they did. Thank, thank you, Seattle. Um, and they apparently invented that, that symbol, you know, that three arrows pointing down or whatever. Apparently that's the invention too. <laughs> Um, Jordan Hamilton, uh, I said yes. You said we kept Jordan and JJ and the other one, right? JJ, yes, we're uh, we're keeping him. He's still in contract. But uh, Romario Williams and Jordan Hamilton, they're both negotiating. Okay, they're still negotiating. Yeah. I would still keep them just because we haven't had a scoring threat in a very long time. And, I mean, they're young kids. So, I mean, but I mean, I would still sign somebody. If we do keep them, there. are they going to play? Because Jesse Zardes, I don't think he's going to get benched anytime soon. But are they going to play anywhere else? So, like, for me, like, I would rather have them in U.S. Open Cup Unless games and stuff like that. we play two strikers up top. Oh, we'll get to Jesse Zardes in a second. <laughs> <laughs> two strikers. Well, we need to sign at least at least one DP striker and I'm sorry, Jazzy is not you. Um, so it, isn't Jazzy a buy down DP? Like we can buy. buy his I'm salary. just saying he's not. I don't think he's the future of this club. Oh I mean, yeah. He uh, he obviously plays way better under Burhalter. There's no doubt about it. Um, so Federico Iwain, I'll just tell you what I said about him. No, I wouldn't have protected him. I think his salary is too high. He's um, injured. He's on the decline. But also strategically, I don't think anybody would have selected him. If he if he had not retired, yeah. Um, well, actually, that's a question I, I was going to ask because I just quickly looked at Twitter before he came here. Did he retire, or is he looking to play somewhere else? No. So the quotes that came out today, they're not renewing his contract as a player. However, they are trying to get him in some kind of front office or coaching staff position. However, he's saying that he still wants to play. Oh. I don't know if that means he still wants to play with Columbus, and he's trying to you know work in his magic to get back in the roster or if that means he's going to be looking elsewhere. Um, I would be shocked if he goes elsewhere though. I would honestly like that would just destroy me if he played for any other oh, man, MLS I team. Like I, I would just die. That's something I hate about like the lack of player loyalty. I mean, I'm not saying he's not loyal, but the people bouncing from team to team to oh, team yeah. at some point you, you have to root against your favorites and like Iguain, I think he's one of the most respectable players we've ever had. Uh, um, obviously because he's the best player we've ever had in history. Yeah. But um, if he does play for any other team, I, if he goes to a different league and plays for, you know, for a season or two, that wouldn't bother me. If he plays for another MLS team, that would be terrible. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. And even though I've been down on him the last two years, I think that we should have dumped him two years ago. But that doesn't change the fact that like, from a soccer smart standpoint that he's by far, like, oh yeah, he's, in my opinion, the best we've ever had. He's a brilliant guy. Even though he didn't win a trophy. Yeah. 
So I do think that this qualify, qualifies him from Circle of Honor, but I mean... But I think if... That part does suck that we in five years we didn't get one single trophy. I mean, unless you count like the uh, preseason trophy. No, you don't count those. <laughs> but um, I would love to have him in the coaching staff. I think his mentality and the way he sees the game, especially if we're trying to transition into this kind of club that gets these young players and you know boost them up so that we can sell for profit i think he would be a spectacular guy to fill that position and i hope that front office can do everything that they can to keep him and his family in columbus yeah it would be interesting to see Uh, but like we said he might not want he might not want to not play i mean you know that that's where i'm kind of like confused because i don't know if it's just like a shock you know because this is what he loves he's like the most passionate football or football i can't believe i just said football most passionate hey, that's so- what it's called. <laughs> soccer guy in like, the rest of the world i've met like he lives breathes and eats soccer um surprised you didn't say football football um <laughs> but i don't know like if it's just like going to be a rough transition to him stop playing or if he really just thinks that he can go another year or two but then you also got to consider he has all of his kids here yeah they're all in school do you really want to uproot them move somewhere else just for a year or two to play somewhere else or you can stay put stay with the club that you're already associated with so i don't know to be honest that's the thing that bothers me the most about it is like that's why i said last year that'd be nice to retire and go out on top um i would hate for him to come back from a torn aclu acl i always say that aclu (laughs) got the law in my mind but i don't understand like I guess I do understand the athlete's desire to come back, but what if he's like horrid and then that's what everybody's going to remember. So I feel yeah. like he should just go on top and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the club to give him, he might not be circle of honor because of the trophy thing, but give him a testimonial. Like have yeah. we ever seen the crew? Uh, We've never had one of those. I don't think that'd be really fun. Hey, I'll ref that. That'd but be really fun. I'm like a little what, out of shape, but it'd be fun. What if he joins coaching staff? We win MLS cup. Oh yeah, there, there you, you go. go. There Circle you go. of Honor. Heck, he could be like the kit man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I want to be the kit man on the year that we win. Though. That'd be fun. I'd dig that. Um, all right. So Hector Jimenez, um, you said he's coming back. Yeah. Um, Abubakar Keda, he's a homegrown. John Kemp and I said no. Ben Lundgaard, I said no. <laughs> That's just because you're salty. <laughs> I just don't think. I don't understand why people love him so much. Like, like. I guess I guess the thing that I think is weird is Bendik. I mean, they're not that much different. So I don't understand why there's like a pro Bendik train and a pro Kempen train. They both suck. Like we need a second place. Kempen was voted. Uh, they did the team awards. He was voted like one of the best personalities or best guys in the locker room. Well, he needs to get a thicker skin and not search <laughs> his name then. <laughs> oh, that's interesting to know. Um, it may be because it's the clown. Maybe he puts on like the Joker fa- oh, face page or something. <laughs> All right. Connor Maloney, I said no. What was, is he staying? I don't remember. It's uh, to be decided. I have to be honest because like he shocks me the last few games. He's one of our best players there at, yeah. at the end. And like, so he's really, <laughs> but that's really, also really concerning. <laughs> yeah. That's agreed. But I don't think, or not that I don't think, I don't know if there is space for him. Like, yeah. Waylon. Jimenez, they're both ahead of him. But I mean, he was a fifth. He was a fifth. What do you call it? Fifth level in depth already, and he yeah. still played. So, but I don't. That's because like everybody died in that position. Basically. I know. So maybe <laughs> so, like, he'll take it. On the right, we're gonna have Caden or Caden Caden. I really want to hear him say his own name, so I know yeah. how to say it correctly. Get us that. <laughs> but that, um, that, that sound bite. Um, but we're gonna have him, and then I would assume Harrison is gonna be his backup, and then Milton on the left with Jimenez and. Well, Jimenez can be a backup anywhere, and uh, Waylon over on the left. So, well, the thing about Caden or Cadden is that I actually I don't think he played in his other club. I don't think he played fullback. Didn't he play on the wings well, as an attacking midfielder in um, the club in England? I, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, crap. Well, Motherwell. That's what it was. So in Motherwell, he was playing midfield, but he's at Oxford right now. Every game he's played at Oxford so far this season, it's been right back. It'll be interesting, though, because I don't know why Caleb signed him, because I remember when the rumors happened, I had a friend who lives in Scotland send me messages like, this guy's really good. He's really fast, and he's really good attacking player. So I remember that one podcast where Caleb was like, he wants the fast attacking midfielders so mm-hmm. may, we don't really know what he'll be utilized oh for yeah re- yet, so. yeah we could definitely even be surprised and he could be if we do change formation he could be some kind of midfield player yeah because i even think that um 
uh, Argudo like could play the like a fullback position too. I'm I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that, but you know we'll see what happens. Uh, who and uh, Yunus Maktar, yes, Jonathan Mensa, yes, Eropoku. He's another one of those generation Adidas players. I mean, I don't think he cost very much. I'm kind of surprised we let him go, but I, I mean, I'm fine with I, it. Honestly, I just think that he's not you or not MLS quality. I think no, he, I agree with that. He should just stay in USL or if he can go to a different league. Uh, Eloy Room, of course. Of course, protect him at all costs. Pedro Santos, of course. Best player on the team. Best player. Um, Edward Sosa, I don't remember what you said about him either. Uh, they didn't. Uh, He's not MLS quality either. Because I said no there. Will Trap, I said yes. Um, protect him. And it's because of the franchise thing. I don't think he's that great of a player, to be honest. But it's, he is Columbus. Milton Valenzuela, I have to tell you that it warmed my heart to see the videos posted of him warming up. Yeah. Kicking balls. I'm like, oh, Milton. I remember saying two years ago that he was my MVP and he's really important. I didn't realize how important he was until right? this season. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited for him to come back next year and um, actually see what a full Columbus team can look yeah. like if we're not all injured prone next year. Yeah, it would be nice. Let's get uh, um, um, Zildjian. What's the guy's name? I forgot already. Let's get that guy back, the guy who we had no injuries that year. I know. Him. Uh, Tasha John. That's yeah, name. yeah, that's it. I was thinking of the sim- the music brand. I don't know why. Uh, Josh Williams, I said no to him, but he's back. J.J. Williams, um, I said no because I've heard about his attitude, but hey, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Mario Williams, uh, didn't really care. Uh, Jazzy Zardes, I'm, I just think his salary is too high for his his output. I'm... I feel like we need to move on from it. I feel kind of bad for it, but I do feel like it's time to move on. Yeah. righty. Well, hydration break. I don't even know why. I'm just hitting this button from <laughs> news. But I think the next thing to talk about is the groundbreaking. <laughs> but before we get to that, talk about the stadium itself. What were your initial thoughts or your current thoughts of the stadium? Stadium. I think it's beautiful. Um, I definitely like the. Uh, little changes that they made from the original renderings that came out. Um, I love the supporters bar, the beer garden. I think that's a wonderful addition, especially because it's going to be open on non-match days. So it's kind of like a gathering point. Hey, you want to go to the stadium? Check it out. Yeah. At first, that was actually something that stuck out to me, too. Um, I was like, man, I wish they'd have a restaurant because, you know, like they have Hockey Town Restaurant in Detroit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I would take clients there. I meet people all the time in, in Arena District. But I was told that they do. They are going to be serving bar food. Nice. So that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going there. You know, once every couple of weeks, just just to see the stadium because it sucks. Like, yeah. only being at Mafre like 16, 17 times a year. And I think uh, it's going to be a really fun place to gather for away matches. Um, oh yeah. Because since it is going to be open on non-match days, you can still go to the stadium, True. have that kind of atmosphere of like being at the game and just hang out. So they I, didn't do it the last few years, I don't think. But you used to be able to go in the upper ninety and watch the away games. Yeah, I never um, did that, but uh, it has been a couple of years since they yeah. since and then they've done that. Under the previous regime, it fell apart and it was disgusting in there. I didn't want to go in there anymore. So, but yeah, I was a little bit underwhelmed at first. Um, I thought, well, that looks kind of plain. But a couple things that stuck out to me that I love. I love how it's black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the dark atmosphere. It reminds yeah. me of uh, Dortmund, their stadium. Oh, yeah, like, I true. love like how all the uh, terraces and everything. It's all like an ominous feel to it. Yeah. So I think I think that's really cool. Yeah, and um, unlike Signal Iduna Park, it has safe standing for the supporters, which will be exciting. So I might Very think nice. about doing that. No, it, was, so it, it blew um, me away. I, I was shocked, like when I did the stadium tour, because you didn't notice it during the game. There, it's terraces at. And in Bundesliga at the at the park, it's just got a couple crush barriers, and it's like just steps that people are like jumping up really? on the whole game. I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> but I would never do this. The, uh, <laughs> the the way it's mentioned for the new crew stadium is safe standing seating. So I don't yeah. know if that means it's going to have like folding down chairs if you do want to sit anytime. But it, it is going to be safe standing. Looks like it has rails and everything. So I, I think it looks really nice with the option if anybody wants to still be in Nordic that they can sit whenever yeah. they want. I'm debating whether I want to just, I mean, the ticket prices will have a factor too, but I'm debating wanting to join it. Um, it just uh, seems the atmosphere is often toxic in Nordeca. And also it's 
a horrible spot to watch a game from behind the goal. It's not a, it's not an ideal spot, and so that part kind of stinks. It'd be pretty sweet if there's like I, I know no, that's traditional that you yeah, yeah. you shoot on your own supporters, but I still like to sit on the sidelines. No, but um, I'll just come on that. Um, you mentioned that like Nordic is kind of toxic at yeah. times. I think it's because obviously there's a lot of factors going yeah. into this, but um, the way that Nordic is like how it is curved, everybody's kind of like on top of each other. But with the new supporter section, it looks like it's going to be more flat, like more spread out. So if you do want to get away from any kind of people that you don't want to be near, you can go more to the top, more to the left, more to the right. I think it's going to be that like... Is tr- that is true because it kind of coned too. So all the like the compression to the front, there's like yeah. only a few seats up there and then it kind of fans back. But do you know if it'll be general admission or will you actually be able to buy a seat? I, I think Nordic is going to stay general okay. admission just like it normally is. Yeah, and so that... So they have what's called rail seats in like in any team that has UEFA like competition. So I don't actually now that I think about it, I don't know how Signal I do in a park does it. Then I don't know if they nail them in. They must nail in the seats. But there's a couple stadiums where they lock them. They actually they have seats that come down for UEFA tournaments. Mm-hmm. But then they put them up and they they have like a key. They, they lock the seats. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be just that for like concerts and stuff. But mm-hmm. either way, it'd be cool. I wouldn't. You know, I'm an old man. I wouldn't mind pulling the seat down, sitting down during. Well, halftime. for concerts, they are going to have the outdoor stage. I don't know how big that area is going to be from the renderings. It didn't look like it's going to be super yeah. huge. But I don't know. Like in real life, what it's actually going to look like, but I didn't feel like the rendings were super detailed either. So I didn't want to like take right. too much stock in it and like how. Yeah, I definitely. I want to see more. Um, I don't know if they're going to have more at the Experience Center that they're going to open in Short yes, North. Yes, I'm excited um, about that too. But yeah, that that looks super awesome. It looks like uh, they're going to open sometime in December. They don't have a official date, but their um, Experience Center at Short North. It looks like you can go in and kind of get a preview of what the stadium is going to be like i don't know any more details than that but it sounds like something that i really want to check out yes location is pretty cool too i i like like in toronto or minneapolis st paul i forget which city it's in but there's a cutaway where you can see the downtown so i know mafray if you're at the top you can see you can see the Mm -hmm. the whole skyline which is really really cool but you can't see it from the from the bowl right so that part's gonna be pretty sweet the way it looked like in the renderings that you're actually gonna be able to look on hey there's columbus that's gonna be pretty neat and i will point out that it's like the big house it's like a bowl that goes down in the ground as opposed to like being built up is so it gonna be that interesting yeah it looks like based on the renderings it looks like you basically will walk in and then go down to your seat instead of like walking around and then climbing stairs it's kind of okay. the way it looks like in the um um in the renderings We'll, we'll find out. What it looks like to me is like going into the stadium, it looks like you have to go upstairs. And then from there, like the field is still going to be ground level, but like it, it is kind of like down. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess we'll we'll find out. But it looks like they um, – this is just from hearing everybody talk and stuff and kind of looking at it. Right now, there's so many places at Montfrey where you can stand and watch the game, and it mm. makes the stadium look so empty. Yeah, I hate I that. I love standing and watching the game up at the top, though. But it looks like they don't want that. They want to push. They want to push you directly into the stands once yeah, you get there. That's that, kind of how it looks. That's like. what makes the crowd look yeah. so terrible on TV because you have at Montfrey, you have like pretty much all around the entire field. There's a spot where you can stand and watch right. the game, and like there are a lot of people that enjoy that, which it's fine if you do like it, but. It just takes away from like the, the overall atmosphere because everything is so spread out. Nobody is really a hundred percent focused on the game. Like, right? No, I agree with that, and that's why. Um, that's one of the reasons that I think um, the way the seating will will work is pretty neat. One thing that they did not point out. Um, this was from the um, the the focus groups that that we were a part of and how they basically said at the focus group, I don't know if this is true because nobody said it, but the entire west side is going to be premier seating. Mm-hmm. Um, so people... I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Because from the renderings, it looks like there is that's, kind of like a lower bowl that looks like regular tech exactly. seating. Exactly. And so that's why I don't know if that's still the case. So that might change the pricing and things like that too. Uh, but I'm going to try to get uh, some maybe some work tickets. Take, nice. take some clients <laughs> in air quotes to those games, um, but then yeah, the stadium groundbreaking, which hard, that was two weeks ago already. Yeah, on Thursday. Oh, wow, that time flies. So about ten days ago, eleven days ago, um, that was a really fun event. I had to walk from work, and I got there. Um, the speeches and all that started at three, right? Uh, I think it started it two? at two. Yeah. Okay, it was so two. I was there at one then. So I was there about an hour early, and by the time I got there, there were way out of shovels. There were thousands of people there, and I was shocked. Like. I, 
I expected to turn up. A lot of people took work off that day. <laughs> I'm lucky I only work about a mile, mile and a half from there. So I just, it was a beautiful day. So I walked. Um, but luckily they are making more shovels. I'm happy about that. That is good. The scarf, unfortunately, um, they sold out like two people in front of me. I was like, well, it was $33. I thought like that's a sign. I need to buy that. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Kyle Martino did a good job. We listened to a bunch of politicians. Don Garber sat there with his legs crossed and um, sunglasses on. I wonder how uncomfortable he was. He wanted to look. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. And so that's what I don't understand is if you're going to show up, like why not at least I mean, pretend to be happy? If you're at an event where probably close to 96% of the people there don't like you, yeah. that is a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> I agree, but either don't come or suck it up. Like you're getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, dollars, I'm not like, like sticking up for it or anything. Yeah, I, think I know. He's, but it stuck out to me today in the Sacramento announcement. Oh, he was all smiles. Oh, yeah. I don't think he smiled was like one a party. time the whole day. Uh, but yeah, the Nordeca people did turn his back on him. I was just happy there's no booing because I don't want to be that club. That That's every time they, you know, MLS has to like release the video, all you hear is booing. So yeah. I'm kind of glad that people didn't boo him. But he did not do much to engender himself. Kyle Martino, I love him forever for saying, you know, hey, everybody makes mistakes. That's yeah. awesome. I think, yeah, Kyle did a great yeah. job with the MC and, and everything. Yeah, and then Garber gets up there and basically says, this is his greatest accomplishment and, like, the hardest part of, of his life. And he and Lamar Hunt were best buddies. And, and oh, he's not going to respond to all the criticisms he received. And if he really thought that anybody, like, legit, like, criticized him there, the funny thing they were hell holding back. He, his poor little feelings, <laughs> like, he needs to get a thicker skin if he really thinks people, like, were mean the thing him. I found funny was um, I don't know what his name is but uh, the council member that went up to talk do you know what his name is I no, can't I remember, remember either, the top no. of my head. anyway uh, the council member and then there was a uh, who it was another politician I can't remember who exactly it was but like they were throwing shade at him oh yeah <laughs> oh that's great Give it us was more good of that. nope I enjoyed it as well but it was subtle though it wasn't like oh you're terrible right right but um, but yeah I want to give a shout out to Levy whoever they had these little dirt cups that are actually quite quite delicious but they it was a really good idea i kept the jar and i still have it like i'm keeping it as a souvenir but it had a jar with like oreo crumbs and like a dirt cup and like a worm like a gummy worm in it with a shovel like that That's was a cool. really cool idea so i took one of those shout out to jenny's for that free ice cream because oh, yes. that was pretty good i needed some of that i for whatever reason i didn't take any water with me i was like dehydrating standing in the sun and i was like oh thank you free ice cream <laughs> yes. yeah it was a pretty fun event i think they said that the uh attendance uh, was like close to 4,300 yeah. something in that ballpark. But um, I, I liked it. We I left work early that day. I left at noon and got there around uh, 1231-ish. Yeah, and now that I have in my mind like the location where it's going to be, first of all, I love that that smokestack thing has wrapped with crew stuff. I even had my best friend who's not a crew yeah. fan. He asked me yesterday, he's like, hey, uh, um, is the crew stadium going to be anywhere near where they did like that wrap on that pole thing? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly where it's going to be. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, So, so people are noticing yeah. it. And um, the other thing I was going to say is I wish I could get a better picture of it, but apparently they had the flags and the goal po- goals where the stadium yeah, yeah. was. Steve Sturt got a good picture of that. Um, but I think the reason I was underwhelmed when I f- saw the first renderings was because every made a big deal how it's going to fit in the arena district. So I expected lots of brick. Yeah. But the stadium itself, even though it's part of Nationwide District, it's actually not like right next to Huntington Park mm-hmm. or right next to everything. I mean, it is, but it's like... Yeah, it's still like a good... It's still kind of separated a little bit, little so it doesn't need to be the brick. And also, I have had my realtor contact that building across the street, and I'm planning on purchasing that um, if anyone wants to come to my party <laughs> loft there at the top. No, I think it's going to be offices, but they're know. putting like a grill up there or something. Probably need like a podcast for Columbus Recording Studio yes, or something. that would be pretty sweet. So... All right. Did we have any questions? Let's just hit the bump. And Listener questions. At I didn't ask. <laughs> I was going to post today, but uh, it was a busy day. Um, so don't forget next season to use that hashtag ASP4C. Um, so in my personal life, like I have sold a home, working on buying and building a home, living in a hotel, planning a wedding. Um, so a Bez, again, I know, again, I know you listen. We don't want any home games in March. <laughs> Okay, so no home games in March. Um, plus, Morgan's having a baby, so we don't want any home games in March. Um, so for me, next season, I think at least once we get through March, 
um, I will be able to be much more consistent. So that's the goal is to be like more consistent. We were very, very, very good for a while. Then yeah. all of a sudden it's just like, and then late summer sleep. hit, it got sporadic. <laughs> I need sleep. I think we did good though for our first like full season of crew coverage. Yeah, no, I agree. Not coverage, but crew talking. <laughs> I agree. Well, we tried last season, uh, but then we gave up after like six episodes. So we actually <laughs> did better at that. All right, let's move on to the standing updates. Final whistle. This is going to be news to Dakota. Like, and these are the final. Who actually won? I know, and I'm actually like very sad. We have like five games to talk about. First, the fire game. Dakota predicted a 2 nothing win. I predicted a 1 nothing win, which was very, very, very close to becoming true until was Guzman close. was subbed on. <laughs> Actual result was a 1-1 draw. Then Atlanta, I'm so mad at myself. I predicted a 3 nothing loss. Yikes. I'm sorry. I predicted a 4-2 loss. You predicted a 3 nothing loss. You no, later I, corrected it to win. I'm like, I'm sorry. Your first one that we talked about on no, the air counts. I corrected okay. it to a win after or before the game started. So No, that's a, I, no I you didn't get a win. point for that. <laughs> so uh, that was a 3-1 win. Neither one of us got points for that. And then um, what's the next game? Vancouver. Dakota was still very, very optimistic. 3-1 win. I was also optimistic, one nothing win. Again, that was very, 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 was that's very like close. literally three <laughs> seconds away. Because, I mean, the ref even blew the final whistle after kickoff. I'm yep. like, oh, not even one more play. But the actual was a 1-1 draw, so nobody got points there again. And much to my dismay, when we predicted Philly, Dakota predicted a 2 nothing win, which was unfortunately correct. Yes. I predicted a 3 nothing win. See, I had more optimism, and I got screwed. <laughs> so I only got one lousy point. I just knew that they were going to be humble and not kick Philly that much when they were already down. So. Did we predict Toronto? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. Group real quick. <laughs> I don't think we did. Actually, I think I predicted a 2 nothing loss. Let me check that. See what I said? No, I don't think I did. Actually, what was the actual score? Was it 2 nothing or 3 nothing? I think it was two. I don't know. I don't remember anymore because I cared game was so like, little about yeah. that game. I don't so, remember. So anyway, so here's the sad part of this. Um, for the very first time, we'll have to do, you know, who won. So we'll start in third place with Cam and the guests with seven points. That's kind of embarrassing. It is. And with 16th points, 16th points, <laughs> 16 points in second place. Who is it? It's me. Oh. So mad because like for the first time all season, last time we recorded this thing, I was winning. So then in first place, Koto was 17 points. Yay. Good thing we didn't put any betting money on that. Just a million dollars. Oh, I wish if I had it. I beat by one point. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Except for the Toronto thing. Like I wish I could claim. <laughs> I don't think. I just didn't care about that game. Actually, let me check. Did you check? Did, that, did we do a Toronto prediction? I, no, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I didn't think we did. Well, anywho, well, we're just about getting very, very, very close to being Extra done. time. So we just got, I was wondering, do you care about the playoffs or not really? Because I know the crew are out of it. No. Mm. Um, I was trying to find, uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> our podcast doesn't go all the way back to the first episode of the season. I think I must have switched something. And so it only goes back to like episode whatever, 23 or something. So I wanted to listen to that first episode where we predicted like MVP, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so I remember next mine. next year, I'll do a better job. The only thing I do remember is I think I said Atlanta was going to suck. I think I said that. I think that was the wrong one. I predicted my cup final to be LAFC versus Atlanta. Well, but I know I did too, like in the middle of the season. But did you say that at the very, very beginning, like when we recorded? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And then I think I said Golden Boot was going to be uh, Martinez huh. from Atlanta. I don't remember anything else though. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that either. And I just remember saying they're going to flop. Um, I wish they did. Now, before people jump down my throat, like this is not going to be a negative comment to give Dakota like props. But Michael Parker's like separated his shoulder or whatever and got subbed off. And I remember that one game he played where he played for like 70 minutes with, a, separate, with a dislocated shoulder. So that's not something I'll ever take away from the man. So I do kind of feel bad for him that that's probably how he's going to end up going out. But... They're probably going to make it to the final. I think LAFC is going to win. My loons lost last night. <laughs> they literally do that sound in the stadium. Like, I've been trying to find I think that it. was cool. That was actually a really good one. I'll see if I can, rec- like, isolate that. But <laughs> but I was trying to, um, yeah. So that was very sad. It was a good game. I, that was the only playoff game that I watched this past weekend. 
Well, I since I'm living in a hotel, I do not. The only channel I get is ESPN and ESPN two. I don't get any of the Fox Sports and all that stuff. Um, the Wi-Fi is not good enough to stream. Um, but I really wish I had seen the um, what was the game? I think there were a couple good ones that the went Dallas to extra one. Time. I think was the one. Who did Dallas play? Oh, Dallas played Seattle. They were like one 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 nothing one one two one two yeah, two yeah. three one three three. Like that was actually really cool. I wish I'd seen that because it kept popping in on my phone. And then also, yeah, the DC game would have been fun. Paul Ariola unfortunately got sent off at the end of that game. Um, and poor Wayne Rooney. You hate to see it. Yeah, but I had predicted in my predictions. I had predicted Minnesota to go through. It did not happen. The GBS LA Galaxies went through. Um, I did enjoy his halftime commentary. He's like, we did not play well. I was like, fair, yes, you did not. Um, Real Salt Lake in Portland, I predicted Real Salt Lake to go through. So, sorry, Steve Clark. There's no chance for you to screw up in the final this year. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, but he plays very very well with Portland. Yes, he does indeed. Um, Ever since 2015. Seattle, FC Dallas. Seattle got that game-winning goal. So, Real Salt Lake will play Seattle. LEFC will play um, LA Galaxy. So, it is L... Uh, was El Trafico the I'm sixth watch version that game. already? If I can, if it's on ESPN, I can watch it. If it's on something else, I won't be able to unless I go somewhere. Um, so it'll be fun. Let's see, Toronto. I couldn't believe that Toronto beat DC like so badly. And the thing is, that game went to extra time. Like yeah. they scored four goals in extra time. <laughs> yeah, and they were exhausted. And like that's why, uh, man, that game. I actually felt bad for DC a little bit. Um, and then, never. I just hate Toronto so much, though. Mm, fair. Um, and then Philly and the Red Bulls. I think Red Bulls won, right? Because I predicted Philly. No, Philadelphia won. They did because Red Bulls will still never win a cup. Nope. And then Atlanta, of course, beat Revs, even though it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, so then we've got the the Eastern Conference team that had a bye. Believe it or not, was New York City FC. So I feel like they're playing. so under the radar. Like, yeah. Nobody's even talking about them. Well, one thing I've heard. Um, Probably because they don't have a stadium. Right, but thinking about that, that that is a legit home field advantage for them because they literally play in like the most garbage place, so they've gotten used to playing there because they play the the most out of any team. For their next game, though, they have to play at City Field, which is hilarious. hilarious. And, by the way, um, the owners of the Yankees are also owners of NYCFC, so that they can't even like... Oh. Figure something out there. Yeah, it just shows where in the pecking order NYCFC is. That's embarrassing. It is. They sad. put the baseball team before soccer. Yeah. Like, let that sink in. Uh, so boring. Um, NYCFC is playing Toronto then, um, and then Philly and Atlanta, which of course I think Atlanta is going to win. And then same with LAFC and uh, Seattle. At, wait. Yeah. LAFC and Galaxy. It's uh, Seattle and RSL. Oh yeah, yeah. I was looking. I was looking one one further in. That's right. Yep. LAFC and LA, and then Real Salt Lake in Seattle. So we'll see what happens. I still think it'll be LAFC, LA final. And before we wrap this thing up um, for the rest of the season, uh, if you have any other fun commentary or thoughts or anything that I missed? Nothing other than I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Eguain one more time, one last time. It's been a pleasure watching you all these years. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. I hope you don't think that I hate you because I don't. But yeah, um, definitely want to give props to him. Never was able to win a title, trophy, or anything, but he's been a fantastic player, fantastic teammate, and a great guy to represent our city. So big thanks up to him. The very first game I went to, um, it's funny because it has an Iguain story. I thought he was French. I just thought I saw the bald, you know, tattooed guy. I'm like, he's French. And it was the first live game we went to. We played the Revs, and none of us knew anything about soccer. I went with a church Bible study group, and none of us. I'll never forget one of the guys we walked in. He's like, wow, this is a real sport. But anywho, he's like, hey, that guy that he was 33 at number 33 at the time, he's like, he's like the enforcer, isn't he? He's like a really <laughs> physical player. But then as like time went on, like I, I appreciated his play a lot more. But he did kind of have that kind of grungy, dirty, yeah. like. Like play, but when you came down and watched the typical it, you South just, American guy, yeah. When you came down and watched it, like um, it's pretty fun. But I do see that you have your jersey there hanging in the corner. I do I've got one right there too? I've got both. Oh, that you do have a. Th- I've oh, got you my, must have got that on eBay. I've got, got my 33. thirty-three and my ten hanging up here. But um, yeah. But my Argudo, um, <laughs> I forgot the number. Twenty-six. <laughs> twenty-six. Okay, I was gonna say twenty-three. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> so that shows that I'm a real fan. That yeah, I have definitely. A twenty-six. Yeah. Now that I don't even know the number, uh, we'll edit that out. All right. Well, 
Until next time, this has been at Todrick33 with Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. Um, we will see you around the fray. Vamos, Columbus. <laughs> <laughs>